Lady Thor. I'm so uh, yeah, excited. that's pretty cool. I'm so, um, it's just Thor, the mighty Thor, if you're nasty. But uh, yeah, I'm so excited for the, what was it, SDCC announcement with is Taika coming back to direct Thor 4, and Natalie Portman is coming back, and she's going to be wielding that Hammer. Natalie Portman is going to be wheel. That's awesome. I, ju I just knew that they had announced Thor 4 and they were, they were going to do Lady Thor. I didn't know that it was Natalie Portman. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, she is uh, coming back because they, I mean, I guess she sounds like she didn't want to be in the franchise because, you know, they weren't really giving her anything to do other than, like, be Thor's girlfriend. Damsel, yeah. be <laughs> the damsel in distress. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited for Taika because it's Taika and uh, Valkyrie is, uh, she said, well, Tessa Thompson said that Valkyrie is going to be looking for her queen. And I'm right here. She's king of Asgard. All right. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm ready. I will be the queen of Asgard for her. So, yeah, you may be hearing an unfamiliar voice today, and that's my girl, Monty. Hey, Monty. What's up? Yeah, Monty is the host of a amazing podcast called Comfortably Excluded, uh, and I've been on her podcast before, so we felt like we should have her on this podcast because I love her, and Yee! she loves movies. Yes, so we and why movies. not a movie that's like, you know, a bunch of badass black women handling yeah, business? Why yeah. not talk about a movie that's as great as this movie is? Exactly. <laughs> that, like, for some reason, nobody has heard of? I mean, okay. there there are some reasons which we can Yeah, I want to say, yeah, that, that, that there's just like, well, what the whole F. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's like systemic things within our society that suppresses movies like this. That's crazy. I mean, that, is that yeah. a thing? Is, is that real? Is that something that yeah, happens? Yeah, that, that plays a part into is it. Is real? You know, it's a little. Uh, yeah, but um, Tara is not with us today, unfortunately, but we are with her in spirit and she's with us. And we are all together connected in this wide, big world that we're all a big part of. And, you know, we can get into the headiness of yeah. this movie in particular uh, a little bit down the line. <laughs> so, yeah, the movie that we watched was Fast Color. And, yeah, just right off the bat, I mean, geez, what an amazing movie. Um, yeah, I'll just give a little stuff off the top because I feel like I just want to, like, really dig into this movie. So I'm just going to... We've got, um, like, directed by Julia Hart and written by Julia Hart and her husband, Jordan Hor Horowitz, uh, who actually also did uh, La La Land, which we've done on this podcast before. Um, yeah. <laughs> had, a, had a slightly different opinion of I that. I was about film. to say, that's what I was like, I don't know how y'all felt about that bullshit, but... I think we had some, some mixed feelings. I, I, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> I mean, it was... It's, okay. Yeah, yeah um... You know, Definitely Ryan had Reynolds, his moments. Ryan Reynolds, not Ryan Reynolds. Ryan. Ryan uh, how about Gosling. Yeah, thank you. I was about to say Ryan Murphy. And I was, I was about, about to follow Murphy. with Ryan Leslie. Yeah, My yeah, God. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ryan Gosling saved Jazz. Um, so. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all believe that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this movie is like undoubtedly just amazing. And um, it stars uh, Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Yeah, which... Yeah. Yeah, Monty texted me, and you know she was crushing a little bit. I am a huge crush, and like this woman's photo is a character like on huge as hell on my living room wall. Like, <laughs> love her. My partner just has to deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and she's fantastic in this she's... film. Like, I've never seen anything of her before, and now I want to seek out like every other movie she's been um, in because she's so good. You, you ain't even got to wait for movies. Um, San Junipero from Black Mirror. She's in the episode. She is. Oh that my is god. That is like. That's like my favorite episode mine of that too. show. Mine too. <laughs> mine too. Oh like. God. That was where I, I actually discovered her and then went on a binge and just looked up almost everything she's been in from commercials to little, <laughs> little, little slides to little walk-ins. But like she is a force to, to seriously recognize. Yeah, I was like watching some of the interviews with her around this movie and I didn't even realize she was British. And I was yeah. like, oh, as soon as I heard that accent, I was just like, oh my God, like how can you be like, just this amazing. It's not fair. Yeah, so talented, beautiful, just amazing, lovely voice. I just love it so much. 
Uh, and this movie is about uh, well, yeah. So as usual, we'll get into our like our spoiler fe- spoiler free review, and then mm-hmm. we'll dig in after we hit our first break. So yeah, this movie is pretty much about Ruth, who is played by Gugu, and she is a um, young woman who has this very mysterious power that we're not quite sure of. We know that she causes earthquakes and that she is running from something, and we quickly find out that essentially the government's after her because she's a being that has amazing power. The earth as it is, has, it hasn't rained in eight years. And so mm. everyone's trying to figure out how to fix oh, the earth. Like they're trying to figure out how to fix the planet and they think that she may be the key. And so the earth is broken and she is on the run. And I don't know if it's just me, but like when Bill first shows up, it was just like, from second one. How about to say like, from Jump Street? From Jump danger. Street. Yeah. But I mean, that's just my natural fear of, of you know, older white men with glasses who are trying to, like, trying to corner me, you know, in situations. I'm usually like, don't trust that guy, girl. But, but who's also like being really friendly. Really? Yeah. Overly friendly. Like, overly in friendly. Time, in a time when the in, earth in is the dying. In the apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. Come on. You're like, yeah, no, uh, I did not ask for your. Nobody for your else is this damn breakfast. friendly. But yeah. <laughs> Especially during the apocalypse. I don't know what secret. I don't know what secret stash you're dipping into, bro, but no one else is on that level with you. You're just a, a little too chipper during the apocalypse. <laughs> Eight years. It hasn't rained in eight years. I don't know if, if like, just let that sit for a second. Eight years. Yeah. We're not talking eight days, eight no. weeks, eight months, eight freaking years. That That's like earth drying up. And you're so friendly, dog. Why? <laughs> and that, I do love, like, that first, I think it's one of the first lines of the movies where um, Bo, as we learned, uh, played by Lorraine Toussaint, is talking about how it hasn't rained in eight years and like no one can think of anything else to do but raise the price of water. Yeah. And I was like, that was such an amazing line that like completely like sums up um, a lot about this work this yes. world in like one sentence. You get, we like, could actually make it works, so we can get... actually try to figure out how to to work with this circumstance that we're in right now, but instead the first thing is is capitalize on that shit. Yeah. Like yeah. let's ri- raise the price of water and really make these desperate people dig into their pockets to to give what they can for water and it's like Yeah, it speaks it speaks just so much on how we place society, our environment, our climate, everything on a scale. It's like all the way to the end, we're gonna like. There's like this joke, and it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like the world in and McDonald's is still gonna sell that billion fucking hamburger, and that's <laughs> it's. But it's 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 kind of sad that this movie really shows that like we're we're killing and and each other. The earth is dying, and all we can do is steal, like yeah, try yeah, to get what? as much greed out until the fucking race is over. Like yeah, every yeah. dollar. Absolutely. I, I, the world building, I think, was one of my absolute favorite things about this movie. It was yeah. like the this sort of semi-apocalypse, like there's no rain, like water is this scarce mm-hmm. thing. And it's even compounded by the fact that the whole thing takes place in New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this movie does a lot of uh, really good storytelling and world building <laughs> through not just overt exposition of like, oh, like, and then this is what happened. And then this no is what happened. No background narrating. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I mean, now we're going to come up and there's going to be a dark desert. And, and she's, like she's confused. Yeah, like. <laughs> like she checks in the hotel room and she's like, do you want a full or a half? And she like orders the half and the lady just gives her like this jug of water. It's, yeah. it's really yeah. cool. And, it's, and like, I don't know, not hitting you over the head with it. No. Yeah. You are constantly piecing it together. Yeah. Like. Piecing it together is such a great. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's actually perfect. Because for for like the first twenty minutes or so of this movie, I was kind of having a problem with the pacing of it until I like Ruth like gets to the like house and meets like 
bow and like meets yeah. everybody and then i'm like Everything oh that's the whole sense. thing it yeah. all makes sense that like the whole movie like the pacing is super deliberate like it's all this slow burn yeah. of like figuring out this world and figuring out the powers and fi- it's so cool yeah. yeah and it really keeps coming into play the whole you know it once it's broken it can't be fixed like that also yes. plays even before we hear those lines you 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 see that building like can it really be fixed are things really broken or do we the things that we think are broken may just work in a whole different way yeah and that's uh i I think really speaks to again what you were saying this idea of perspective this idea of like what does broken mean and again like is it just something that is working differently than we thought it was working before yeah or something that's working differently than it used to work Mm -hmm. and um this ruth is running away and she's uh, finds herself running back to her mother who she ran away from as a young woman uh, a younger woman <laughs> and um, her daughter who has been staying with Bo uh, Lila who's played by Sanaya uh, Sanaya Sydney such a beautiful child oh my, my goodness. god yeah. that face <laughs> Woo! those yeah. scenes when it was just her face I was just like oh my god like to start hearing brown skin girls in the background. Yeah, she's so beautiful. Gosh, she's so beautiful. Yeah, and it's uh, so she finds herself running back home, and uh, her daughter, you know, thinks that she's dead. Like she, like um, Ruth told Bo to just pretend that she was dead, and so that's how she's been living her life up until this point. So when she first gets back, she's sleeping in a barn, and she hasn't even met her daughter yet. Um, but the scene that we're introduced to Bo and Lila on is just such a beautiful scene. And again, does a lot to give you an idea of what the relationship is like, give you an idea of who these characters are, uh, because we get, um, they're talking about like a record player. You fix the record player? Come on, I'll show you. You can finish cleaning up first. How'd you do it? Some of the screws were stripped, but I found a bigger screwdriver, so I was able to get them loose. Inside, two of the wires were burnt, so I had to replace them. But it was much easier than a toaster. It wasn't easier. You just got better. And when they're talking about that, it's really awesome how they give all of this detail about the encouraging nature of like Bo's relationship mm-hmm. to Lila. Yeah. Uh, the intelligence and like ingenuity that this like young girl has Mm -hmm. and just like this like spirit and this like willingness to want to discover and explore all the time and so i really think that they do a really good job of like giving you so much with just one little moment yeah it's it's, like a small exchange of dialogue i'm sorry (laughs) no no sorry go ahead no like informs so much and also like kind of tease you up towards like we haven't even introduced the powers yet but this is getting you into what the powers are going to be yeah yeah Yeah, they were definitely setting that that foundation for you to um really connect with these three characters before you got to see how what powers they can do because a lot of times we especially when there are characters that have magical powers it's like we want to see them i want to see them like that's why i love them because i you know like that gives me the motivation to care what they think to care what they say and all that and for a decent amount of the movie like they just make you really take in these characters for who they are before they show you all the wonderful things they can do and yes the um those moments with the scenes were like there was just there was one scene where oh my god it's just so good i loved it um they are it's like the morning after um like i guess bo and ruth have um this you know like i guess bo is trying to get ruth to leave after hearing that people have been looking for her and the next morning they're you know getting you know preparing breakfast and you see Bo coming to the kitchen first and she's alone moving around in the kitchen and then you see um, Lila come in and she finishes whatever Bo is doing and it's just them and then all of a sudden you see Ruth come in and they both kind of like pause because it's like we've been in this rotation kind of this whole time and she comes in and falls right in line as if she was never gone and she's finishing up while they making their little oats and grains for the day and i love 
I love that scene so much because there was so much power without a goddamn word with being no said. dialogue. No, no and dialogue. So much is said in it. And so much was said yeah. in that, and it was just this very understood that you know we're not gonna agree. We're not always going to get along. We may not have to always talk about everything, but the connection is there between us, no matter what, where we are, no matter the distance, no matter how long. And that scene was just very powerful that I did not recognize until the second time I watched it when I was in a different state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, I can't even imagine. So, yeah, it, it like was, you had quite a fun night. Yeah, it was gorgeous. <laughs> and I mean, it was kind of cool because in the movie, and I don't know if it was just because I was tripping balls, but um, <laughs> you the, the 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 film is also shot very beautifully. And I know it's not just because I was tripping balls because I remember <laughs> catching it the first time when I was sober watching it, and it's just it intensified obviously when I was tripping. But um, the movie is shot so beautifully. They have like these little very silhouette streams of light going throughout the scenes randomly that have nothing to do with magic or anything. So like that scene with the kitchen, there was so much like airy, like flowing lights that were going in and out of the scene that it was just like, it was like you could, it, it felt like it was like their spirits constantly connecting. And I think that's kind of what they were going for with, there's, there, I know for a fact there's a scene um with right after the hotel and the mother and daughter is standing outside and there's a shot of the car and they intensified the light that, that trailed off of the headlight of the cop car. And oh, they, yeah. they trailed it to bleed off into the, the screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. no, that, that yeah. scene when so, um, Ruth is, like, turning and walking away and then walking down the road. Yeah. And then that, like, transitions into yes. the car driving. And it's, like, literally, like, her walking down that same road and the car following after it her. It is like, so, like, the little <laughs> details in this movie were just so fucking beautiful and, you know, I'm not promoting it, but if you are just sitting at home still rolling and tripping <laughs> and it's 4 a.m. and you're like, yo, like, what can I do? What can I watch? The sun isn't coming up yet. Fast color. Yeah. Yes. You will thank me. I promise. <laughs> DM me. Let me know what you think. We can really chat about it. You're right. This movie is photographed absolutely beautifully yeah. and like the things they do with the light in it the things they do with color in it and even just bare bones shots like a, a establishing shot of like a rural highway in new mexico just like miles and miles of single lane and like right away fences on either side it, it just like these gorgeous shots it was so yeah. beautiful and it, again it, it, it just like this world where people have to do a lot with a little. This movie does a lot. So much with so little. Yeah. A lot. It just does. A, it's efficient. It's just so efficient. I love her commitment to this role. Like she, she, she looked. It was amazing. And, and not just her. Like everyone say, in this film. Because my God, like. Well, I, I do, and the, the, again, like to the like, back to the relationships, because mm -hmm. I feel like this is one where. There's so much in this movie, and when, again, the interviews that I was watching where they were talking about it, how they were, initially, they didn't have, like, any particular ethnicity in mind for these characters, and I just feel like it is elevated so much more by, like, having this be, like, about these three black women, yes. because not only is it that level of family relationship, like, the relationship between, like, mother and daughter, mm -hmm. grandmother and granddaughter, like, these three generations, like, crossing over... It's also like this kind of relationship when if you look at it on the perspective of like not only like family history and family trauma but and generational trauma but like that trauma like as the world has treated black women yeah. like and that is something where like we see like Lorraine um, sorry Bo in the movie who is talking about their powers and um, Ruth is asking her what her power what Lila's powers are, and she says, "Oh, you know." Oh, it's like mine. It's Just like little, mine. Little parlor, parlor tricks. tricks. Parlor we can, tricks. We can get it. We can, we can. Parlor <laughs> tricks. She <laughs> says. Yeah. Parlor <laughs> tricks. Like she literally like one of the That's first things she do is like literally like disintegrate at the molecular level like a cigarette, and this is just like her just like chilling, hanging out on the porch, just like 
having a good time. And it's like, you're literally like pulling things apart at the molecular level and you're calling it parlor tracks. It's just like, speaks so much. And then so putting much. them back together. And then yeah. putting them back together yeah. in perfect speaks, form. Yeah, it speaks <laughs> yeah. so much to like how like, women and black women in particular yeah. like have to shrink themselves yep. like and have to like hiding and how they yeah. hid like for generations and generations how and we're still in a way hiding ourselves shrinking ourselves trying to seem smaller than what the space allows yeah and so i love that this movie just like again gives that room gives yeah. that, that room to say like well yeah these these three women are so much greater than they're even like telling them themselves that they're capable of. Um, on that note, I feel like we're kind of going to start digging into some spoiler territory. Oh, yeah, we need to, to we, yeah. we need to get start talking some so, specifics. Yeah. I know, I'm, like, trying to, like, talk <laughs> like talk around it as, like, not to give any spoilers away. So we're just going to take a break, and then when we get back, we're going to dig all the way into this movie. And we're back. Back. Yes. <laughs> Finally, someone will sing with me. <laughs> I'm the only one on my show, too, that's just like singing, like, and we're going to the next sec- segment. Okay, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> next segment. Next segment. Then. No, that's me all the way, and I get some looks from my co hosts. You know. <laughs> they endure it, so. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, so let's get back into this movie, which, um, yeah, so kind of going back to the, like, shrinking yourself, like, power being minimal, um, I guess we just, let's just dig right into it, because, um, yeah, Bo is, like, the shit. Bo (laughs) is everything. Miss, Miss Lorraine, my God. Like, I've seen, Sorry, go no, ahead. Yeah, no. I was like, I was, I, I always recognize her because Absolutely. she's in so many things. She plays so many these very powerful but minor parts in movies that I always notice, and I love that she really had a lot of control in yeah. this one. We got to really see this actress flex, which I've been waiting for. Yeah, I think that this movie, while um, you know, like Boo Boo may be like top build, mm-hmm. it's very, very much like. All three of their stories. It's very much about the three of them. And and it's about the family and it's about like the heritage and and all of this like very powerful. Yeah, because yeah, the the stories that we get um, intermittently as far as the, there's a book that all the women in their family have written in their because, own history and that's that's what yeah. opens the film is and like, if you that, I must say because <laughs> like, women trust writing me, their own history yep, that's, <laughs> and that was all I thought about was like when she's like yeah you know we've all the women in the family have written in this book and I'm like you Can when you have women not yeah. have to write their own history when when have we not had to just go you know what this this is our own stories this is what's gonna be told if we gonna talk about anything then we gonna talk about what's right and what's real because Lord knows, men ain't gonna do it. Sorry. Especially white men aren't gonna do Sorry, it. Sorry, fellas, but we've been stop waiting for y'all. Yeah, I was like, imagine how different like the history books would be if, yeah, the people if who black actually, women had a hand in it. Yeah. Woo! America <laughs> would just be a chance to write about it. <laughs> if a couple of black women got to get in on that history, on those history books, my God, I couldn't even. America, huh? We'd be running the. The world. Yeah. Again, this movie is a, a very good indicator of oh. like, oh, this is really just by their mercy, their yes. grace. That like, it's bad. <laughs> it is bad. The mercy and the grace that black women don't flex their true fucking black magic that we really have. Like, like it was the most awesome thing in the world at the end, where all the white men have their guns drawn. They're like, we're warning you, and then she disintegrates all their yes. guns and says, yeah. no, I'm warning nah, you. Yeah, she's like, it's it's to like, you. Yeah, no, they, were, they said it'll be better. It'll for be you. better. It'll for be you. better for you. And, and like, it was, it was funny because there was like a. The music was going in the background, and there was this like perfect sting as she like turns around with this like deep bass hits like on the rhythm of her turning, and it's just like, 
she doesn't have to say a word. Nothing. Like, she she just turns just, and you just, just like, disintegrates oh, their guns. That's just, it. You, you, it's she can snap in Thanos shoe right now. Like, that's literally. it. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. You are lucky she's not doing this to you and only to your, your and weapons. And she don't need no goddamn little gauntlet with five little stones in it to have it done. Like Sis said, I'm not amazed by because I've been looking at them for 52 years. I've been seeing and doing this for 52 years. This ain't nothing new to me. Uh, and, and again, they, uh, they show like the level of her power so succinctly when they have, because they've taken Lila at this point, because uh, as they go, they track down um, Ruth and they find her home. Mm-hmm. And in order to try and help her mom, Lila, you know, shows her powers. And so they take her instead. And as she's sitting in the cell, like when we um, show her, she's already dissolved like the her little robes, yeah, little cuffs. Yeah. Uh, and then we see her like try and do the door and it kind of like wobbles a little bit and she can't quite get yeah. it to dissolve. And then and you notice she kind of, def- she feels like that, that moment of defeated. And uh, for me, it was like in that moment, that little girl saw her place in this world. Yeah. And, and for a lot of us little black girls out there, we learned that lesson very young. We learn very, we don't get to go through the, the fun, you know, bullshit wonderland of, oh, everything's going to be great and then get knocked when we get out of high school. We are very young. We are on the playground at five years old when we realize that, you know, like, I'm different and I will always be different. I will never be seen as, as something great, even though I know I'm great. I know I have these powers, the ability, but we let our surroundings really like close us. And yeah, she let, she let know. that, that door rattle and then stop. And like, it was crazy. I, I was like, Oh, I know that feeling, that crushing feeling of I could be great if. Yeah. yeah and, and again, like the production design is going to inform this as well, because she's in like this, this tiny, tiny little fucking room. Box. Like she's put in she's this little so box. Great in this little yeah. box. Yeah. Yeah. And then here comes Bo. And, and Bo without like, even, being in the room, without even being in the building, without even in the building, she's from the street. <laughs> she's from the street. Giving a fucking monologue, telling, read these white men their rights. She is on the streets reading rights in a rainstorm and knocking down walls. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even t- touch on the fact that, like, at the climax of the film, Ruth fixes the sky. Yeah, like yes. Ruth, like brings the rain back, which, like, I mean. They're definitely foreshadowing this throughout the whole film that, like, at some point, Ruth's powers are going to, like, come into their full effect and she's going to make it rain. Yeah. But, like, the way they do it, like, after she's seen the colors in this amazing sequence. Yeah, and that's. (laughs) That scene! Yeah. I got hot and it rushed me and everything. I was like, whoo! And that's with, like, the the flashbacks that they provide, like, throughout the movie that give these little bits where you legitimately, like, don't know what's happening until it's fully revealed. And as you, the more and the closer she gets to, like, mending this relationship with her mother, with her daughter, the more of the memory she's able to tap into, like, until finally, like, at the end, she's, like, able to see... Lila's face yes. in that moment. Which is what she need because you she was I love that she's like, you know, like when you were born for a while I thought everything I thought you fixed me. I thought it was fine. And then, you know, one morning they came back and then when she realized like, okay, I'm not broken, I'm not messed up. I am yeah, my powers are just different because I'm a bad motherfucking bitch. <laughs> I'm a bad yeah. bitch. And what stopped me from being a bad bitch was that I lost my connection to my roots. When she could not see her daughter's face, that was when those seizures, like, that's what starts the seizures yeah. and that's what, that's what like, disconnects her from her power. Absolutely. It, like, it disconnects her. And I love the moment when she finally, and like, and it took her going back home to see her daughter now that she was able to see her baby's face. Yeah. And from there, it was just, it was so beautiful and the earth just stopped and the sky just got gray as shit. And then she look up and there's just flashes of these intense 
colors, which we didn't talk about what the colors are because I know they're listening like, okay, but what the hell are the colors? What are the <laughs> well, colors? Well, yeah, because they're yeah. being so vague about it early on. Yes! In the film. Yeah. It's so, it's like, these colors, what are you talking about? Like, and we don't see them until she sees them. Because we see the magic of, of them pulling apart um, things and putting it back together. But what makes it so special and what connects them is the fact that there's this very euphoric thing that happens afterwards that only they can see. And, you know, Ruth could ne never, she's never, never. Like, it wasn't even a time when she was a child when she was able to dissemble something, put it back together and see like she never ever got that fucking opportunity. And it's just insane. Like No, when it finally happens, you like you feel it with yeah. her. Like you feel like It's that emotional. Awe. Yeah, you feel just like that that level of just like yeah. holy shit. Yeah. Like the sky and and that shot where they have her like standing in the sky is like yes. pulsating all these rainbows. I can't even imagine what that would be like tripping. Like she's <laughs> Honey, <laughs> Once you told us that, I was like, oh my God, that would be... It was so... That would be almost too intense to handle, it was, I think. It was, it was mind-melting. I will definitely say it was... And I, it was fucked up because I didn't even think about it until the movie got going. I just sat there and I was just like, I want to watch Fast Colors again. That's it. And then I di it didn't set in until like I noticed the very subtle hints of light that was trailing off of my television into my real life. And I was like, yo, this is about to be an experience. <laughs> but yeah, I, and I thought, oh, I'm tripping. So it's just going to be mostly just like, I'm just going to catch all the wonderful colors and the effects and the photographs and all that. But I, st I actually caught more of the relationships and the dialogue and the, the everything that was in between the words and everything that wasn't said. Like, it was so easy to grasp a lot of that. It was, it's yeah. beautiful. But yeah, you do, you see the connection between these women. But when she finally cracks that sky open and it's like raining after eight years, I think I'd have just got butt naked and ran. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, eight years without no, rain. No, and no that baby rain. has never seen rain. And that was yeah, that's the, the thing. Like you think that the like the little girl, like she's never she's even never seen, it. seen rain, like just only heard the concept. And that was like one of the, again the level of what it would be like to live in this world where she's asking Bo, oh like can I have enough for like a bath and just kind of like just yeah, because no. she wants to or, be and, in water because she's a, never swimming. By a water. bath you mean like a sponge bath? Yes. yes. At most. At most. We're yeah. talking about a, a little dish, a little bowl of water and a sponge. It's woo. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, just so she can feel what water, what it all, what it felt like to actually be submerged in in water versus only having it as a necessity to stay alive. Yeah, and I, so one of the things that I also liked as far as the relationships go was um, Ellis, was his name? Dean? Dean. Dean. Um, so Woo! I, I really his character, love, honey. Well, I love how they initially play it as kind of like small town sheriff. Yeah, yeah like you think like at first it's a like threat that he's like on her trail. Well, I, well, I thought it was kind of like, because um, I figure he probably had some relation like not relation to her but like some sort of like like it was his town and he was like trying to figure out what was going on yeah but it didn't really feel like super threatening it just felt like oh this like small but he's gonna town. figure it out like the bigger like, threat this is bill in a it's while. Like, let me try to figure out why it's yeah. happening again you know, like well yeah just that or like um kind of like um what's his name hopper in like season one yeah like, in the first season stranger where it's yeah. like oh yeah this like small town sheriff like ends up weighing over his head with yes. this like shit that he just like can't comprehend but then we find out that he's actually, he's actually father. Bruce's father and that so like completely like, when I watched it the second time it completely like turned everything as far as like watching him like go through like trying to find her and it was just like so cool to see like how much that just changed the perspective of the movie and the way that they made that reveal was actually really good too it was another moment where um, they she's talking about Bo is talking about growing up and how when she was growing up her mom wouldn't let her like mm -hmm. wouldn't even let house. her leave the house yeah. yeah 
and then she met this guy, and then they did like they hung out, and then her mom found out about it, and then she like couldn't even leave like the front yard. Yeah. Like, and then, then and, and the way that's introduced is like through the code where he calls and leaves like five seconds of silence on the answering yes. machine, yeah. and that's like to like come meet me in to the middle of the up. night at the high school like football field. Yeah, and like that's what happened like the scene before, which is just like, oh my god, that's so cute, and it's so good that they just like. We're like, oh yeah. By the way, that's that's her dad. Like, I had very mixed <laughs> feelings about the father, both time watching. Um, I did love how they introduced, like, oh, he's the father. I felt there was some kind of connection there, and I got yo. I mean, I know shit got crazy though, but you still a Hannah deadbeat. I mean, I think that Bo is the one that left. That's like, what I got like from he, the dialogue was that Bo, but see, like... But, and, and I only say this because I am a, a child who did not have original father growing up, and I feel like... What, like, what are the lim- Like, where... What is that line that makes you go, I'm gonna stay far away from my child? Well, see, I yeah, think... Yeah, because he doesn't really even come to you visit. You see what I'm saying? He doesn't... Yeah. And not only that, but he doesn't like, even... Understand. He doesn't even really when he asks. He doesn't. Well, you yeah, meet up with Bo, and you don't really even seem like, oh, oh my gosh, she's back. You you were like, she's back. Oh, <laughs> uh, people are looking for her. Yeah, she's got to get out of here. She's got to go. Like, and I can even even when she's like, you didn't tell her. Like, this is my dad. This is your grandfather, and it, it gave that very. It gave this very. I know that. I know that. Go just go say hey to him. Why? He well, barely was here. And I feel like that, I, I get that, and I also think that that has to do with a lot of just her relationship to both of her parents, because Bo was very much the same when she came back. Yeah. Like, and she like, actually said, like, when she was talking with, uh, when Ruth was talking with Bo and asking her about Lila, you know, Bo says, you know, like, she's smart, and she's, you know, kind and lovely. Like, and I mean, and the fact that like you, you, but he doesn't even... Never even seen the grandchild, like no relationship with your grandchild either. The, the grandchild one, I was kind of like, you see what okay, I'm saying? Like, like should, so, even so that's why I have split feelings about Dean, and I, I get why his character was supposed to be that because the story ain't got shit to do with this white man. Well, yeah, and I yeah. Think that's, <laughs> it ain't got nothing <laughs> to do with him. And that's where that's where the split of I actually love the dynamic of his relationship with the, these women. He doesn't have one. He he just. And honest, I hate to take it this way, but I there's a sadly there's a lot of that in in the culture of of a decent not that interracial dating or marriage is wrong, but there are some people who are in interracial relationships just for the thrill of having that experience, oh, yeah. but they don't sure. really want to take on the hardships that come with producing children, really investing in those children, and I'm not saying that that's what what that kind of that's what they were going for with that dynamic of that relationship but it kind of played that way to I can me see also that. And, and that's something too that like happens with uh you know children of color yeah especially like you growing up in, in areas where never get the chance to experience or like be around like people like within their ethnicity yeah. and their culture and that is something where it's like okay sure if you want to you you can raise that child as colorblind as you want to but at the end of the day, like the world still sees them as like yeah. a brown or black child, yeah. and that's not fair to that kid. <laughs> yeah, he just—I don't know—he so, didn't really seem in like enthused or like anything about this woman's return or anything about her. Really, it was more yeah. get her off he, the he land. He seemed more concerned, her, more concerned than anything. Yeah, yeah, like just like you know, like let's not ruffle the feathers. Let's not let's not make a fuss. Like she's starting to make a fuss. She kind of needs to keep it moving. Like, I know it's my kid, you know. Like, I hope she's well. I keep checking up and reading the news to make sure she's not dead. But, you know, <laughs> like, and also to the point that, like, you ain't even go out to even see what the fuck that grandchild look like. I, well, I think that he knew her, but I don't think that she knew that he was her grandfather. I think because it's not, because it's a small town. They go into town all the time. I think that, like, she they don't knew. go into town all the time. Well, they, they don't. Go to the, the, they don't. They go to that store. They see Once in a blue them. moon. Well, not all the time, but still. Yeah. Like he, like, and he sent money. And also, again, that's what gives me that deadbeat dad feel. Like, I sent a check. He said it. I thought, you know. And even when she was in his home, he was, 
And I don't know, again, maybe because I grew up like this and I, I felt like I felt that when you're finally an adult and you're sitting with this person that you have no idea who he really is, but he made up your DNA and he's trying to explain why he wasn't there or, well, I sunk money and, you know, I thought this, you know, me staying away and being a sheriff was going to be better for you guys. But um, I don't know if you guys know it or that. Kids don't give a shit about any of that. Well, yeah. They yeah, really if, don't. If, if you're not they around. They really don't. That's all they care about. Like, And that's why she's sitting here as yeah. an adult, like, not really listening to anything. You're saying, thanks for the water. When is my mom showing up? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I, I understand. Again, I, I think that that's, that relationship, again. But it was very fucking really, important. Again, like, and like you said, it's, it's not about him, which I think that, yes. like, removing that is actually something that I do like because... Um, I don't know. I've been reading the. This was a very complex there. writing for a white woman to do. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> exactly. I, like I, the <laughs> levels that this woman hit, like without fucking being overly obvious, like of relationships and dynamics that honestly she does not know, and she still wrote them so fucking beautifully and perfect. And I love it because even though yes, he he did. Whether we want to believe it or not, he was essentially the deadbeat dad in the scenario of sadly black people's history here in America. But the way they played it was so poetically beautifully done. It was seamless. It was just like you did. Cause there were a moment where I did feel bad for this man. Cause it's like, you are in over your head. You're so in over. You yeah. were over. You were over and over. And, and you were in over your head when you were dating this black woman. Now you got powers on top of it. The baby come out shaking the earth. I'm just a white man trying to get back. I, he had a garage apparently before, a car garage. So this man, beyond this, was not at all what he he signed up for or he knew he was getting himself into. Which sadly is what happened to a lot of young fathers. Yeah. And they spend their life trying to make up for it. And, and he's in he's over doing. his head, but he's still trying. He's which still makes, trying, Which yeah. makes you so sympathetic to yeah. him. And it's also just this actor. Like, this, like David Strathern is, like, one of those guys who, like, one of those character actors in so many things. And, like, you're just sympathetic to him because of other movies he's in. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's Edward R. Murrow. But I did. I love, I love how they played, how they played that, that, that storyline out. That we didn't need a white savior for this at all. Yeah. No, it's it's exactly the it. opposite of, as a matter of fact. It. Yes. It's like is the white men are like overcome by the power of black women at yes. the end. And maybe that has something to do with why this movie wasn't um seen a lot. Um, maybe uh, maybe that's uh, why this movie was a little bit buried. People just um, weren't really that into like you The know, world was never ready. It was out there and like it did not message down to the world. <laughs> the world was never ready. But I do I do love too that um uh, and I'm sure if like Tara were here, she would talk about uh, boy fights because again, this is a movie where I feel like anytime you're th- you're talking about a movie with like superpowers, anything like that, like usually it does revolve or devolve into not even devolve, but like it usually comes down to two dudes big punching each other, spectacles, yeah, of, like, like, <laughs> big explosion, boom, yeah. boom, punches, movie, pow, like, woo, has a very like non-violent resolution this, to this, this movie conflict. has like such a unique perspective on superpowers yeah and it, and i feel like even so they the whole thing of like them being chased by these men like from the government who are trying to fix the earth which is like okay cool like we get it it's something that actually like needs to be done it's something that uh is endangering you know the well-being of everyone in the world and I understand, like, from their perspective, like, their methods are, you know, completely and totally, like, just shitty. But, like, their purpose and what they're trying to do makes sense. And at the end, like, Bo pretty much comes to terms with, like, okay, like, I actually want to help you now. Like, I actually... I know how to do this. Yeah, like, let me... I don't yeah. want y'all destroyed enough. Let's go. And I don't sense. want yeah. you to, like, keep coming after us. Yeah. Like, I, and I, we don't want to hide anymore. Like if you gon if you gon listen, then really fucking listen and let's make let's do this because you haven't been for the past eight years. Yeah, and so I I really do like that. Uh, it reminds me of uh, I've been reading Shuri like the Marvel comic, yeah, and that just finished this last week, and that was another one where like the resolution at the end of it was like nonviolent. It wasn't like a punch fest. It was like oh like. 
I see this thing that you want and it's understandable why you would want this thing. So let me like help bridge the gap by providing you with this like resource in exchange for you not fucking things up anymore. Yes. <laughs> and I think that, that like by her showing her power in that way, again, like just letting them know what's what, like who the fuck she is <laughs> was just like, all right, I don't have to kill you. I could kill I mean you I could easily, but I don't have to because I know who I am. I am confident in my abilities and I know that I can fix this. And if you really, really want to fuck with me, then we can do it. Because as you can see, (laughs) ain't nothing y'all can do to stop me. Really. So I just, I really love like that. She didn't even have to, like, again, she didn't have to. She didn't even big flex. That level. It was a simple flex. It was like, it was just real simple, little 10 piece, broke it off, boom, like that. (laughs) Real easy. Well, yeah. What, uh, do we have any other thoughts? Any did, uh, did you get stats on this one? I do have stats on this. Just a couple more things that I wanted to talk about. Like, um, at first, I didn't quite know when this movie took place. Because, like, the production design, yes! everything looks like it's sort of like the 80s or something. It's yeah. kind of But then, like, they talk it. about a Lauryn Hill album. And mm-hmm. there's all yeah. sorts of and that's so, what And that's what really, that's what, like, solidified Yeah, that's time, that's like, what grounded I mean, me yeah. into, like, oh, no. It, Which it, it, is it's well now. into the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're well into the movie by that point, And you go, oh, shit, that's not in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one question. Like, the first scene when... Um, Bo is out there smoking and the cid- like, and Ruth shows up and the cigarette gets disintegrated. Was that Ruth? Because I thought at that, that time Ruth's power, Ruth didn't so have her too. powers. I thought so too, but it was Bo. So Bo just disintegrated because, her own cigarette yes. and then formed it yes. back yes. together. Yeah. So yeah, she was just smoking her cigarette and then that's when Ruth showed up. She's like shocked her and then that's when the yeah. that's when okay. So it, you, it's because of the shock of Ruth showing up that she disintegrated. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because she that... also, because I mean, you also keep in mind, like, they get this euphoric thrill after they they break something apart. So, right. like, that's, can you imagine, like, at the end of your long day, <laughs> you go sit out on your porch and you just go, you know what? I'm going to, I'm enjoying this glass of wine. Let me break this bitch up. You know, like, how can I make this moment feel even good? How can I make this euphoria just take it to the next level? <laughs> and then you just get a, a little bloop of color high. <laughs> like, just boop. But yes, uh, the first time I watched it, I thought it was Ruth, and then I watched it again. I was like, well, oh no, yeah. Because she did, she said, like, when she said, I've never seen them. I've never been able to break, to actually successfully break things apart and put it back together. The... The one other thing that tripped me up was in the diner scene when Bill is introduced. He's like talking about you can't get a proper cup of coffee. That just triggered the theater kid in yeah, me. I yes, and yes. I was just doing vocal rooms. A proper cup of coffee in a proper coffee. A, like a proper <laughs> cup of coffee. Like so, I just couldn't. I had to write that down. Um, so I don't know what the budget of this film was. I mean, it it's got some really good CGI in it. It's like well made. It's well lit. It's well produced. I have to guess that this movie was at least a few million dollars. And what's really, really sad is that the domestic gross of this film is $73,916. I didn't think it was that little. Stop. It, this, no, it's, it's horrifying. This movie, like... It's, and it's, it's really... It, that everybody should more. see. Like, yes. this movie that so many people should be seeing didn't make $100,000 at the box office. Yeah, and again, like they, it wasn't showing in was any say, theater no, in Colorado. I, not one theater in Colorado. In this state. Colorado. The nearest one was California. I was like, the I, nearest uh, theater from us to see this film when it was in theaters was California. So that means every state, like the states in between, also, were like, yeah. nah, we ain't showing it. That's the Midwest for that ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I, I feel like that's on. I don't know, like. How all of that works, as I far don't as either. Distribution and all of that, but just like, I just feel like that is just such a gross, just like failure <laughs> to just like how it's this not, is a, not a failure of this film. It's like a no, failure no, no. of anybody. Of humanity, to, to we're not seeing it. Yeah, yeah, a failure of humanity, a failure of distribution, um, a failure of like putting like this type of voice out there. Yeah, yeah. Like it's this, this story, story needed so to upsetting. be seen. This yeah. story. 
is one that is very true and dear, you know, not, you know, with the magic aspect of it, but it is a very real story. And not only that, but it paints, God, it paints black women in such a real fucking softer light versus us being, you know, screaming at each being other. Being some sort of you know, stereotype. Some, some type being, of stereotype, yeah. yeah. Especially like, for dark-skinned women. Especially so, dark-skinned like, women. My God. It really, really showed the very soft and, and, and nurturing side of what black women are. Like, it needed to be seen. It needed to be showing in more theaters. And it's very, it's devastating. And I'm just going to say poo-poo on whoever was in charge or wherever the ball was dropped because you fucked up royally. Yeah, yeah. Like, in terms of getting this movie out there, somebody either deliberately or accidentally, like, really fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> and this is like, uh, again, like I posted, I made like a bunch of gifts from this movie and I posted them on my, uh, my Twitter and I like saw the amount of never people, heard of it. Yeah. Like, well, and like, like that and then also the amount of people who were like, I love this movie so much. Yes. Like this is like my favorite. Why are people movie. talking like, about this, this more? Is, yeah, of like people like just like yeah, this is like one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen in my life, and I'm like, yes, it's yeah. it's so. I cried beautiful. multiple times during this movie, and I'm not talking about like ah, weeping. Like I, from my soul, like had moments of like internal weeping to like single drops of tears on the outside, just feeling good, and I love like. Um, it's like that Lila when really she when you said, want to cry but yeah, it's like, like you're happy and the, it was crazy because <laughs> the Literally moment the, movie. the description the, from seeing yes, colors the yes. fucking moment she said that it summed up the entire movie of how I felt like what does it look you know what does it look like it looks or like this like, now what does, what does it, it feel like? like and she said it is warm it's like you want to cry right before laughing I'm getting emotional because the drugs haven't worn completely off yet, <laughs> and the movie was just really fucking beautiful. That's how no, great it like, is. Like, the levels to this movie was just yeah, again, ascending. Yeah. Like, and, like, the facets, like you are saying, like, yes, it does show, like, these women in this, like, very soft, nurturing, comforting level, but then it also like, shows, I knew like, Bo. Like, I knew, power. I knew Bo. Bo was, like, Bo was that woman I visit every goddamn week in the garden with my grandmother. I knew Bo. I was just like, oh my God. Like, and it's crazy because when when I think of dark-skinned women, I think of my grandmother and how she's so gentle and nurturing and loving and how she carries like our history in her hands, in her feet. And it was just... It's very sad that the movie did not do better. Yeah, I more because the story needs the story needed to be told. It was beyond overdue, and it was so beautiful, very well written. The acting superb, like it was beautiful. No, go see this movie. Like, like we seriously. I want you to watch this. Yeah, it, like, it, I can't emphasize it enough. Yeah. I really cannot. Because if you don't watch shit else for the rest of 2019. Like, if there's a movie to see this year, like, yeah, yeah. this this yes. really is it, and it's, it, yeah, it's a travesty. It's it really that's really all that it comes down yeah. to. It's it's really just like, really just sad. Like this movie did not get to shine it like didn't. it deserved well, to. People who saw it kind of agree with us. Yes. Um, I, it has a 5.7 on IMDb, which is just goes to tell you how bullshit the rating system yes. of IMDb is. It has a 65 on Metacritic. It has an 81 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 77% audience tomatoes. So even like audiences who saw this liked it, critics liked it a lot. And just yeah. bozos at IMDb are like well I don't know I haven't seen it but I'm gonna review it anyway since it wasn't in all the theaters like I mean a yeah. lot of the reviews from critics I was I was reading said the same thing like it is a travesty that this movie was not promoted better it was not distributed that wasn't properly. distributed it wasn't distributed properly at all they failed like it was like the distributors definitely let down the the the, the cast the writer like Everyone involved, they let them down because they made a brilliant fucking piece. Yeah. 
Uh, I almost forgot to do Kevin Bacon, um, which I did have to use IMDb for, but uh, Guggenbuth Raw is in this film with David Strathern, who's in uh, A League of Their Own with Tom Hanks, who's in Apollo 13 with Kevin Bacon. Hey! <laughs> How many spaces removed are you guys from Kevin Bacon? Do you know? Oh, I have no idea. I I'm getting there. No, I'm not, I'm not close enough yet, but the moment it happens, I'm going to tell that story. Like, I'm going to break that bitch all the way down. <laughs> I really believe in that theory. I really believe that we are at like some everybody point. can be yeah. Everyone's connected to Kevin Bacon at some in some way or another. Yeah. Uh one other thing like kind of speaking of like history is uh again back to interviews because I, as soon as I finished this movie I was like I want to know everything. Yes. Like I want to know all There's about no this. IMDb trivia Where, for this movie. Yeah. None. Um but like um Gugu Mbada Ra, her first name, her full name is Guguletu, and it's Zulu for Our Pride, yes. which is such I a beautiful that. name. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Sanaya Sydney, uh, who her name Sanaya means radiant and brilliant. My God, because this like, little girl was. And, and it's true. Jesus. <laughs> like, Even when she wasn't so speaking, <laughs> like you was yeah. like, that little queen got some power. Look at her. <laughs> So yeah, I just like I just love they were talking about how like they first met on set and how they were like both like instantly connected by their like very unique names and it was just like oh, what a beautiful moment, what a beautiful cast, a yes. beautiful movie. Watch it, watch it, yes, watch it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go on break here and then when we get back, we're gonna have some recommendations for you. got some recommendations uh do you have anything for us monty that you'd like to recommend no i also in the midst of watching fast color while tripping balls at four this morning i for some reason watched um mulholland drive um don't do that don't re- i'm not <laughs> an anti-recommendation yeah, yeah, so, so, so especially don't, have, don't watch mulholland drive so i don't while have you're a tripping. recommendation i have an anti-recommendation don't do it you know what i don't even want you to google it so i'm not going to say the title of the movie again <laughs> Uh, that's what I got. I mean, really, any David Fincher, like, <laughs> I feel like it's already just like, it's like having a fever dream or watching someone else's fever dream yeah. while you're tripping just seems like a. On living Salvia, nightmare. just like really bad time. Like, it was just a really bad fucking Salvia. time. <laughs> just a bad fucking time all around. Like, wow. That fucking dumpster, my God. Oh, my God. <sighs> What do you got, Colin? I'm going to uh, recommend the most recent episode of the Dead Pilot Society, which is episode 40, uh, Small Town Love, written by uh, Sarah Hoskins and Emily Halpern, who also wrote Booksmart. Oh. So uh, while the pilot itself is pretty funny, it's you know a lot of stuff about like women and like mother-daughter relationships, what's really good in this episode is the interview with these two writers talking about getting into the business, talking about like the process of writing Booksmart and writing a bunch of other TV pilots that have either like gone to like one season or not gotten picked up. And it's a really good interview with these two female writers. Awesome. Well, dope. Um, I'm going to recommend a bunch of stuff by some black women. Hell yeah. Staying on brand. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We gotta uh, have you back on the show soon. We're I just know. gonna have a sing along. We're just gonna have a full on sing. I mean, after acrimony, my Honey, friend, that was so much fun. Okay. Acrimony was so bad, we had to give some thanks to the Lord that it did not go very far in the theaters. My God, it was so bad. But yeah, I will recommend. Um, so we've got Shuri, which is a Marvel comic about uh, Shuri. She is uh, the Black Panther's sister, and at one time, takes on the black man, uh, the mantle of the Black Panther previously in the comics, um, as well as in this series, which is about um, essentially T'Challa is missing in space. No one knows where he is. He's been gone forever. She's going off to search him. And then kind of in the middle of it all, kind of starts to, uh, again, recognize her own power, like come into her own as far as like who she is, who she wants to be without like, the shadow of a man it's like trying to live up to the shadow of this man and so it's a really good story um, and a really good it's only the the run is 10 issues um, so I think there's like the first uh, volume is probably out on trade paperback already um, so I definitely would recommend getting that um, that is Nettie Korfor 
Uh, and then I'm also reading, I just started Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adoyemi. Oh my um, God, how do you like that so far? I'm loving it so far. It's okay. again... Can I borrow when you're done? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which, uh, Lance, which if you're listening, I know I've already apologized. Oh, I to miss you, Lance. Lance. But <laughs> he's coming soon. Is he? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. We got to get Lance you on gotta the show. You got to get you guys connected Oh, to yes, yeah. yes. Anyway, <laughs> yes, this story is, uh, again, a young black girl who is um, essentially on a quest to revive magic in the world. So it's like these stories, like I don't know, the, all of these stories have been kind of like circulating around me lately, and I'm just like loving it. Of just like, opening up yeah. to it. Um, another, uh, just popped into my head again, uh, Ironheart, which is um, Riri Williams. Mm-hmm. I've recommended it before. I'm recommending it again because uh, Eve Ewing is amazing, and I love this story. This character is amazing, and I love it all. And it's also so, worth revisiting if you've already, and it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and let's see, uh, let's see. Another black woman you can support is my friend Monty here. Hey! Uh, she has her podcast, which is called Comfortably Excluded. Um, on it, she speaks with people of color, and she talks about uh, reclaiming narratives. Like, it just very much in the vein of all of this of, um, again, when we're talking about history and who gets to write that history, uh, very often it has not been the people who have actually lived it. It has not been mm-hmm. the people that have been the most affected by it. And um, so, yeah, Monty is doing some very important work and talking with some amazing people on her podcast Yay. about, um, it really, she it covers the board. Like, she <laughs> talks with uh, comic book creators. She talks with, um, like, women who are talking with other women who are all about, you know, owning your sexuality, owning you who you are as a be- like human being and owning your power and, like, we're talking about owning our power, Hell and Monty yeah. is living that truth. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, we... I, he has a good time. He has yeah. a good time. <laughs> uh, I It's been for, like, we've known each other for, like, a year now. I know! And I'm so happy. Like, we met at this Afrofuturism roundtable. Which was crazy, because we were the only newbies there. Yeah. And how is it that we found the seats right next to each yeah. other? Like, <laughs> and we were both just, like, like, right after, we were both pretty much were talking with each other. We're just like... You know, I kind of came here expecting this to be like a bunch of white people talking about like Afrofuturism, and I was so pleasantly surprised. And how surprised. they really, I was like, yeah. I'm just so like, oh, I'm afraid they're about to be sitting here with like, I think that we should, and it actually was a whole different, a whole different conversation, which was amazing. So it was a great setting to meet you, and for the first time, and we were both there like, ready to read the white people in that room, like, oh, that's, I'm here to set the record straight. And they were there to listen. Yeah. They like were the, really the few there. white people that were yeah, there. Yeah, the few were, white yeah. people that were there were there purely to listen. And I think even the girl next to me even asked, like, as an ally, how can I, like, really, really be there where, how can I help with my voice without my voice being the main voice? And I was like, you, <laughs> you honey, you right already question. on the right motherfucking track. <laughs> <laughs> you already awesome. on the right track. <laughs> So yeah, I'm just I'm so grateful to have you in my life. You're yes. so amazing, and don't make me um, cry again. They've no, already yeah. <laughs> got some tears here. No, I, I've already like because again, like finding you know black people, black queer people. So I want to say especially queer black people in Denver. Like, yeah. We are hard. far and few in between, yeah. honey. It's, it's a unicorn <laughs> <laughs> in Denver. And so yeah, I'm I'm glad that I found my unicorn. I know. I'm so happy. <laughs> All right, so um, you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter at IWITWT and on Instagram at that same handle. We are also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash IWITWT. Uh, both Colin and I are online individually. I am at Catharticus. I am at Colin Munch. And Monty, what are your socials? Hey, so you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I mostly talk bullshit and nonsense on Twitter. Um, and also just post a lot of more inspirational and uplifting things on the Instagram. Um, but they are all, you can find them comfortably excluded. All one word, you type it in. I'm the only thing there. It's a pretty unique ass name. So, um, but if you want to follow me personally on Instagram, I am Monty, um, Monty underscore Python. That is Monty with two Y's. <laughs> Colin's geeking out a little bit. <laughs> that is Monty with two Y's underscore Python. Yes, if you 
obviously haven't gotten the reference. I grew up a huge Monty Python fan. So <laughs> follow me. Let's chat. And I'm always also always looking for guests. I don't just feature people who's like on the up and coming. I love to hear from um, my regular brown, black, and whatever in between people out there that is just trying to make their wave of their own and take back their narrative. So that's how I yeah, yeah. Her. <laughs> I know. And it's just like, oh, but I don't really do. And I'm like, no, you have no idea. Like, there are people who are dying to hear your stories. There is actually this woman, um, this young girl who is in um, in Singapore who loves my show because she doesn't really get to hear or be around a lot of these stories. So it kind of feels like that she's these people are in her neighborhood. So yeah, every every fucking story matters. Everything counts. So hit me up. We can have some fun. Um, like I said, watch it. If you do watch it on drugs, on fast color on drugs, DM me because we can definitely talk. <laughs> you can really get into something. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, please be sure to like, share, subscribe, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, leave us some comments on SoundCloud, hit us up in the DMs on Twitter. You know, we're on Facebook, join the group. We are on all these places, and we want to hear from you. Uh, so, yeah, let us know what you think. And if you can, please leave a five-star review. Um, if it's less than five stars, just, like, maybe, like, hit us up in the DMs. If you like, think hey, it's less than up? five stars, you better still click that five stars. That's all I'm saying. All right, all right. <laughs> there Thank you, you go. Thank you, my team. My <laughs> click the five right. stars and never <laughs> listen again. <laughs> Fine. But you better help. You know what? You want to beat White Guild today? Click that five star. <laughs> Boom. Boom. We'll even let you say you help little kids in Africa if you click that five star. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.